get into it right here. Um, boom! Ladies and gentlemen, we're back! You want to hit him with an intro? It's been a while since we've done a Wrestling With Time. This is episode, I don't know, what Wrestling With Time is this, 15? No, we got 15, 14. I don't even know what it's Wrestling With Time is. It's, uh, no, it's definitely not. It's got to be It's got to be 16. Isn't it 16? Who knows, man? That's as far as I know. <laughs> I forgot. Well, we just did Stab episode 15, right? Or 14. Yes. Yeah. I'm so lost. It's been a week. I, I, it's been a hell of a week, bro. It's been a hell of a recovery redemption week. After a wild weekend, doing karaoke and singing Johnny Cash and Boulevard of Broken Party. Dreams and shit. You don't want to see it. I was, I was like lying to people. I was like videotaping myself. I was like, I'm reading a text message, but I'm really just recording myself singing Boulevard of Broken Dreams so I can see if this sounds like shit later, if it sounds good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is now time for one of the greatest wrestling podcasts of all time. This is Our Time Is Now, Time Warp, The Road Star, Tree J. Roden. This is Wrestling With Time. And now, listen, Cody Rhodes, Cody, my boy, I love you, Cody, but I, I have to give the props to these two boys right here. These two boys know what they're doing. All right, they're going to make movie magic. Like I said, the next biggest thing in wrestling was going to be somebody out of New York, and it's these two boys right here. So as Jim Cornette would say, this is like come on a gold tooth, and now enjoy the show. It's funny you say next production because I'm at my job today, and one of my coworkers starts going off, and she was like, like making sounds like laughing and i was like yo you sound like gold dust and she's like who and i was like gold dust so i had to pull up like gold dust tourette fits where he's like ha, 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 ha. you you think you're gonna get away <laughs> and he's just started going like bugging the fuck out and she's like she started laughing one that's one was in 2005 or 2004, I think he wanted a match against Triple H or something. He goes up to Triple H and he goes, I want to wrestle you at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> what, what popped up on my feed initially was Goldust on the Howard Stern love, show. Bro, Dustin Rhodes is awesome. I love Goldust. I love Dustin Rhodes. Me He's too. an awesome guy. But they, they actually, uh, initially what popped up, what got me into it was it was him on the Howard Stern show. And there was like people in the comments, like, I'm surprised they didn't kick him out. And I'm like, Kick him out for what? You know, Howard knew that that was fucking gold. You got gold dust on your show and it's fucking gold. And him going, fuck, 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 shit, shit. Like you're fucking spazzing out and shit. To That's what you do. You yeah. stay in character. Was, K-fame, bro. What, yeah, what was that kid's name that used to go to Sachem? You remember Steven something? And, he, and like people used to say he had Tourette's. And I don't even know if he really had it or if he just used that as an excuse so he could curse. He was like a little fat kid and people thought he was the shit and he'd just be like, bitch, bitch, bitch. You know who I'm talking about though, right? Steven something. He sounds I familiar. I don't remember his name. But he sounds familiar. But uh, I, f I forget. Anyway. Many Being a special, ago, you know, he could have been in the special ed classes, so I don't know. Yeah, many moons ago. He wasn't, I don't think he was uh, special ed as much as he played it off that he probably could have been a special ed. Tell you something. I, it, in, in high school, junior high, in elementary school, I, you know, I'm I'm very smart. All of my IQ tests say I should not be in special ed. 
But because I have a certain learning disability and I really don't know what it is, maybe it's I read too fast and I don't process everything quickly or anything or something. I don't know. But my IQ is over at least over 130, 140 at least. Well, I'm a sm- I'm literally a smart motherfucker. I, you know, the smartest person in the world is Ben Stye, and I think his IQ is at like almost like 300. I could eyes, be wrong on that. Clear eyes, clears I, your I eyes could, after smoking a little bit of wrong. weed. Clear, I, shut up. I could be wrong because the clear yeah. eye guy might not be the most intelligent person in the world. But what I do know is is that you got red eyes. Use clear eyes. They're 100% medicated and activated enough for you in order to get your eyes nice and white again. You smoke a little weed, drop two, drop two drops and call me in the morning. Clear eyes. It's red in the room right now, so you can't see my red eyes because they're not red yet. Hold on one sec. I just got to get a lighter right now. Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is going to be about the I don't have a lighter right now and I can't run to the fucking elimination the chamber or the first ever hell in the cell match from bad blood in 97 so actually yeah dude I'm, I'm way off right now because this is actually wrestling with time WWT episode 18 we did 17 we with the backlash 99 and this is, yeah, like you said, this is WWF In Your House, Bad Blood, October 5th, 1997, featuring the first ever Hell in a Cell match with Hell in a Cell coming up this Sunday. It's only right that we give you the very first to ever do it. Hell in a Cell on a pay-per-view. I just want to, I mean, we could just, you know, we could just run through this well, pretty you know, quick and just go through the matches. In Your House was just a glorified house show. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was a glorified house show. They were pretty much using it as an experiment to see how is this going to work? Is it going to work? If anybody dies, it won't be televised. That shit lasted five years. What, In Your House did? Yeah, In Your House started, I think, in like 94, 95, right around the time Raw started. Why did they ever stop it? I don't even know why they ever stopped it in the first place. I originally in your house had a sweepstakes that you could, you know, enter in the sweepstakes and the WWE would get, you know, buy you a new house. And, you know, the wrestlers will do stuff in your house and we'll pay for everything. And, you know, all that stuff. And that was the whole concept of in your house. Okay. But then after the whole sweepstakes took a fucking shit and everything like publishing clearing house. <laughs> uh, they just dropped the sweepstakes and all the funds and the bells and whistles. And stop giving out these big checks so you could buy a house like Publishing Clearinghouse does. And they just did a pay-per-view. It was a glorified house show at that moment. Huh. Makes sense. I believe 98 or 99 was the last one. I, this this one could have been the last in your house. I, I don't but think I could so. be wrong. I believe the last one was in 98 or 99. DX in your house. Wasn't that 98? I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, that could have been. Yeah, that was 1998. That was when Shawn Michaels was out. And he was done because of the back injury, which we will get to later tonight. So I I did have a note here that this was I was reading on ESPN's website that they said this was full of firsts, such as the Hell in a Cell, which was obviously the first Hell in a Cell. But they said this was full of firsts. Yes, 
I want I want to save the biggest moment for last. Do not spoil it. I will tell everybody what happened because I will do the good old JR impression of when we get to this fantastic you, moment. Okay, so, so, so you're saying that you want to call the main event and when we get to it, is that what you're telling me? Because I'm JR and I work with Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. All right. Well, that sounds fair to me. We're, we're coming out of St. Louis, Missouri. We're, we're coming out of St. Louis, Missouri with this one. Um, I mean, the show opens up. The show opens up with tragic news, which was crazy that Brian Pillman passed away this afternoon from Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself. Insane that the first hell in a cell, Brian Pillman passes away. And, you know, um, I don't know, but... Uh, the Thank God we got Pillman Jr. on AEW, but continue. I just watched, um, I just actually watched uh, Meeting Austin or something uh, last night on Peacock, and it was explaining the Hollywood Blondes, and I didn't really ever watch Austin at they that were time. So. a team that Eric Bischoff and Jim Hurt at the time just threw together. It was it was a great team, though. I mean, they brought out the best in each other. It was dope. Like, I, I love Steve coming out with his camera. <laughs> You don't have to watch that Austin, epi uh, you know, that documentary of it. Go to the Austin, you know, go to the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast where he does a podcast by himself when it was just by himself. Yeah. And he talks yeah. about the whole Brian Pillman thing with the varsity blonde, you know, with the Hollywood blondes and everything. He he pretty much said that, you know. He wanted, you know, Stone Cold wanted to be a singles guy. OK. But Jim Hurd at the time, because he was in WCW, and then when Jim Hurd left, Eric Bischoff came in, and Eric Bischoff was the one who really, you know, Jim Hurd was the one who sowed the seeds, but Eric Bischoff was the one who said, no, nah, I'm putting you two guys together, and either you guys got to make something, or that's it, I'm firing you. Mm. And Brian Pillman actually took it upon himself to actually make the team for what they are. It's like, you know, Stone Cold said at first, I was totally against it. You know, I was just, you know, just doing it because of the payoffs and everything. But, you know, once, you know, Pillman started getting more and more into it, doing the fucking attires for us and everything, I was like, all right, you know what? You know, what? I'll actually get more involved and more enthusiastic about it. And as you can tell, more into their tag team. You can see in the beginning, you know, Steve Austin's not really that happy. Yeah. Yeah. You can visibly tell that he's very unhappy that he's in a tag team when he should be in the singles. Well, he was always charismatic enough to be in the singles division, and I think that's where he really wanted to be the whole time. So when he finally was able to step into that light. His title in WCW, and then that's when the whole thing changed for the Hollywood Blondes and the whole nine yards, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go and watch their first couple of matches, you can visibly tell on, Steve, on Stone Cold's face and in his ring he does. He's not happy. Yeah, dude, I don't have a lighter nowhere around here. Man. Not a fucking single. One. I got a lighter. Yeah. Sure you, you want some digital fuego? Turn this into an NFT. No fluid. But um, all right. Anyway, we'll jump into match one. Uh, I'm gonna let you know that I am not so well at predicting this matchup. Um, and I mean this entire pay-per-view really, it was nation of domination versus the LOD in a two versus three handicap match. Um, Ken Shamrock was supposed to be here. Obviously, you know, something happened. Ken was taken out. So who, who did you have picked for this? Cause honestly, I was predicting LOD just because Legion of doom came out. Hawk gave this promo and he was like, 
we ain't scared of no one. Like, you know, from WCW. Um, I don't remember. Uh, is this the pairing with Sonny or before Sonny? I don't remember if Sonny was ringside with them. I didn't put here accompanied by Sonny, so I don't think they were with okay. Sonny. Oh, wait, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Yep, Sonny. Um, so it was the Legion of Doom 2000. Yep. When she, uh, oh, yeah, no, no. Actually, Sonny, Sonny, I don't think was with them, but I could be wrong. I don't really know where the fuck my notes go with this, actually. No, no, no. She was sleeping with Shawn Michaels around this time. So, no, that wouldn't be happening. This is that time frame. So if she's sleeping with Shawn around this time. Uh, LOD 2000 was in 99. I'm sorry. Continue. Well, rock rock hits the rock bottom, and it's before it was the rock bottom because they didn't give you the, oh, rock bottom, rock bottom. I want to say the rock is very professional it's in the aspect. Slam. That's exactly what it is. It's a standing urinagi. Okay, because it almost looked like a bookend, but then I I, I rewound it real quick and That's I said, "What a bookend is called? It's called a standing urinagi. Yeah, you stand but, up and you fucking pop them." But the thing that The Rock made unique is that he's the biggest professional because The Rock like hooks his leg to catch the impact. So when he throws you up, he throws his leg behind your leg and uses it while he's standing on that one leg. So when you come down, I guarantee it's like less of an impact on the person, but it looks impactful. I mean, I'll, I'll even post a picture because I was like, I screenshot it and I was like, look at that professionalism right there. He hooks the leg, he catches it, and The Rock always did it because it gave him that air, air Rocky, air Maya Via. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was Sonny and Doc backstage, who's Michael watch. PSA Hayes. That's the fucking contract for for Jordan's shoes if he's all about the air. I was. They would have called him Rocky Bottoms. I, I I was joking because I said um I said this was when Sonny must have been banging uh Michael Hayes, but there was a one eight hundred commercial talk line and like she's flirting with him to take him back to that cell and have a little fun ourselves. Cuddle up. And he said, As long as you remember me and they this forget is Vince me. Russo. This is Michael well, Michael Hayes. This is Vince Russo era, so that's on GS TV. Either that's way the fucking backstage. She wanted to take him back to the cell, have fun. And he said, as long as you remember me and they forget me, it's all right with me. And like he's laughing. And then she like cuddles up to him. And I'm like, yeah, they're def he's definitely tapping that ass. PSA is bringing that into the postal service and dragging ah. it from state to state. <laughs> but um, all right. So, yeah, actually, it was the the win was actually Nation of Domination. So that was it. I wouldn't expect uh, Legion of Doom to win at this point in time because they're there to put people over at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, either or, you know, I was still hoping Legion of Doom just for the aspect of it. As LOD 2000 with Sonny as their manager, that's when everything started falling apart even more, even though they got a good tag team run out of it. Hmm. So, but, th but that match was over. Next up, we had Brian Pillman versus Do Love was scheduled. Um, you know, obviously due to the events. So they had, I didn't really have anyone picked for this. It was Mosaic and Tarantula, their mini luchas versus Max Mini and Nova mini luchas. And Max Mini is apparently the smallest athlete in the world, according to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And I said, the smallest athlete in the world was fucking Hornswoggle. Yeah, it's Max Mini at this time, I suppose. You know, this is probably before Hornswoggle, but, um, he was, they were small luchas, but um, I didn't really have anyone picked. Uh, I didn't have a prediction, but the winners were Max Mini and Nova. But I said, leave it up to Vince McMahon to have 
the largest athlete in the world and the smallest athlete all in the same corporation, the World Wrestling Federation. Well, originally the WWF or WWWF used to be a traveling circus. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's where really wrestling kind of originated from. Was the side wrestling is the stepdaughter child of the sports entertainment industry because they are a traveling circus. Mm, okay. Everybody's a carny. Everybody's got their ego. Everybody thinks they're better than everybody else. And I know there's a few of you that are watching. And you know your fucking egos are too big for your own good. That's why you're all in your fucking late. That's why you're all in your early 30s and you're not fucking signed to anywhere. Bushwhackers. <laughs> fucking. So Sunny comes out again. She's in the ring again. And she said, you all know you my history. Talent, uh, hold on. If you guys had any fucking talent, any talent, they would have hired you by now if you would have put an application in. But since you don't have talent, sorry. I also do have to bring There's something There's a reason up. why I can book a better show with people that I don't know, and I can book it 10 times fucking better than anybody else. Because I, I have creativity. I have to reiterate something that my... Continuity. my I keep everything in the same aspect of when it happens and all these little keynotes that when something big happens later down the road... You'll remember these little itty bitty things. It's called little cryptids and little messages that actually lead you down the road. I have to correct myself on something I've said in the past. With Becky Lynch and Asuka too. And they, Becky Lynch still had her hair green from last week. Continuity. Ooh, what if it was Uh, purple? No, he sprayed the green mist in her face last week and it it got her hair and her hair and she hasn't washed it out. Hmm. So she's keeping kayfabe real. Yeah, I have. I haven't had time to even watch recent wrestling. I watched AEW. Your hair, if you have red hair, it's going to bleach it and everything else. That makes fucking sense. Oh. I don't even know if I'm going to be See, able to actually watch Hell in a Cell. I'll probably have to come back and watch it because I'm working. If I was to go to WWE, send them an email and say, hey, I'll book the fucking show. I'll book every fucking show. You guys just do the house shows. I'll do Raw and SmackDown. And let me tell you something. You guys will have better fucking ratings. You guys will start making more money. And not for nothing, y'all can kiss my ass because I can turn goddamn fucking Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes our match at WrestleMania. Fuck you. You guys can only do five. I can do ten. They don't have enough employees after all those releases last year during the COVID quarantine. We got money in the bank coming up. So so we're going to veer off just, just for two minutes. Let me just vent for two minutes. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Ten-star match. WrestleMania 39. I'm going to book it right now. You set it up at money in the bank. Cody wins money in the bank. He ends up becoming number one contender to face Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't cash in money in the bank. Okay. He gets the same title win as his dad did in the garden. One by countout shenanigans, mm-hmm. which means he couldn't win the title and bring it home. He won by countout. That's number one. That keeps continuity. You see continuity because that happened to Dusty Rhodes. And now it'll happen to Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. It's continuity, motherfucker. Number two, 
you have him lose at the Royal Rumble. He has that briefcase, but since he is such a baby face, he doesn't really want to use it unless if he has to. Mm -hmm. He'd rather go the old school way. Okay, I couldn't win the match there. So at the Royal Rumble, I'll try to win the Rumble. Does it win the Rumble? Right before fucking the whole thing goes down at WrestleMania, he cashes in because now let's just say Roman Reigns, you know, he got a new contract now, which is all legit. He's only going to work so many dates. He's not going to be doing every fucking premium live event. So let's just say he comes out on the stage at WrestleMania. Comes out and says, there's nobody that can beat me. And even if Cody Rhodes even cashes in his money in the bank contract, it's not going to make a difference because y'all acknowledge me. And he did at SummerSlam and he will again. That's when Cody's Rhodes fucking entrance come, music hits. He comes out of nowhere, hits him with the briefcase, cashes in right there. But there's a stipulation on the contract that Cody worked in with Vince McMahon when he won it. Or Adam Pierce, whoever you want to fucking deal with. Knowing Cody, he would go to Vince McMahon because that's storyline-wise. Go to Vince McMahon when he won the briefcase. He had a special little thing and put in the contract. No bloodline. Nope. The belt can be changed by countouts if it happens. So if Cody Rhodes wins the match by, by countout, count he can automatically become whatever champion that is on Roman's shoulders. And then Roman has That's a flip how you out, get like, it. What? This is absurd. Is the state that countouts will enable a title change, no matter what. Whether if Roman retains or Cody wins, you're going to get a new champion. Well, somebody's going to win no matter what, regardless. But DQ is on there, but there's no countouts. Mm -hmm. All right. So you're saying that he's going to win it the same way his father won it, but actually win it. And not have the when it with the countouts, and not you know exactly. That'd be pretty dope. That's he's calling it now, ladies and gentlemen. He's calling it now. And then what happens? The bloodline comes down. They try to hit him, and then guess who comes out of nowhere? Randy Orton and fucking Matt and, and fucking Matt Riddle because they'll still be a tag team that you know by next year's WrestleMania. They got big plans for that. Yeah, I think Randy kind of just wants to give him his shine. Like, he still wants to be in the spotlight, but like, you know, like he said before, he's having fun with it. And he's but, just you know, enjoying the ride right now. I would be okay with them continuing them to WrestleMania. It, it, they could do a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And Cody, you know, Cody Rhodes is getting attacked by the bloodline. Randy Orton comes out. Fucking Matt Riddle comes out. And then out of nowhere... Ted D Legacy's theme hits and fucking Ted DiBiase Jr. hits the ring and it's only a one night only at WrestleMania. One night only. Doesn't have to wrestle ever again. It's just one night only. Legacy music hits. Fucking Ted fucking runs down to the ring and starts clearing house and then fucking Cody and Ted start doing what they used to do with Randy Orton back in the day in Legacy and then that's how they fucking end WrestleMania with Legacy and RK Bros standing tall against Roman and the bloodline. That would be fire. That's continuity. That's 15 years in the making. And that also ties everything up together because now you're full circle 
with Cody Rhodes. When he first came in, he was with Legacy. Then he left the Stardust. He came back. He became the champion. And 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 by becoming champion, who came out to help him? The Legacy. Mm-hmm. You see how that works? His Legacy. Legacy. The Legacy of Cody Rhodes and the Rhodes family. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Right itself. That's a tense match. Sounds good to me. Fuck anybody. What anybody says, that's at its greatest. It's legacy. Cody Rhodes' legacy. The Rhodes legacy. Mm -hmm. You have legacy come back at WrestleMania for one night only. Yeah. And I think when, uh, like they saw, after uh, Cody came back and he was talking to Randy or saw Randy backstage. With the. Championship with Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase, and Matt Riddle all hold it. You know, they're the tag team champions. He's the WWE champion, and Ted DiBiase is just there for a good payday. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Hold up one sec. I got to check one more spot for a lighter, right quick. Monday Night Raw opens up the next night. Cody Rhodes comes down to the ring with no title belt. Everybody's going, what the fuck's going on? Where's the title? I, you know, I thought he was the champion. He comes out, he talks for about two minutes, and he says, I got a surprise for everybody. Remember when I redid the Intercontinental title? Well, I brought back, and then Triple H comes down to the ring with the winged eagle belt. I hope. I hope. That would be crazy. That is continuity. The king. King of kings. On your knees. Like I said, Cody Rhodes comes out. No title bell. Everybody's going. I thought he's the champion, but the title under his name, the title card says WWE champion, Cody Rhodes. He comes out, no belt, no nothing. He says, I got a surprise for you guys. You remember when I did the one thing 15 years ago? Well, we're going to do that with this. And then Triple H comes out and hands him the winged eagle title, which is the most beloved championship in WWE history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right. It's and it, it's, it's, it's the one that his father wanted to always hold, and now he's going to be the nightmare to hold it. With the original Attitude Era belt, which is where in this era right now, because that's the winged eagle in this era with on this pay-per-view. See, continuity! That'd be dope if they did also change the title back to that. Because the titles are getting kind of more corny and sillier as time goes on. They're like trying to make it way too modern. And it's like, it doesn't look that great, though. This episode's title, Wrestling with Time, Bad Blood 97, and Continuity. Winged Eagle Returns. America will be great again. (laughs) For TJ. You'd love if I would put that, motherfucker. (laughs) Great WrestleMania moment. Everybody would have been sent home happy that night. That's how you end WrestleMania with legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yo. Because it Rhodes' legacy of that title that they never won. So, the, so again, continuity. I know you're stoned out of your head because you said continuity about 87 five fucking times. It, it's, it's 1997 and you said it 97 fucking times. Hold on. Hit them with a sponsor. I got to get a pipe right quick because I found a fucking lighter in my bag. And I know you're high as shit. My turn. Hit him with that sponsor, kid. And let that... Oh, wait. Before you hit him with a sponsor, just want to let you guys know that after this episode, 
you will be able to click the first link in the description below and order yourself the first official Wrestling With Time t-shirts. I know I've been saying it's coming for a long fucking time, but the first one, the little logo that you see in the corner of the screen will be available on multiple colors, multiple shirts for the nice little price of $20. I think I just got an email today saying uh, like the, the cost is going up by a dollar. So it might be, you know, $21. I don't know. I'll figure it out, but it's not going to be more than $25. You could order a shirt by clicking that link below and get yourself a wrestling with time, help support the show. And with that, Hit him with the sponsor. I got to get a pipe to blow some smoke. Ladies and gentlemen, today's sponsor is brought to you in part by Dr. Squatch's Soap. All right. So we got Gilbert Godfrey doing Dr. Squatch. I used to do Aflac, but now I'm doing Dr. Squatch Soap. Look, it's the best soap in the world. It cleans your balls. It cleans your ass. It does everything. It's got zero grit, medium grit, and heavy to kill all the skin or get rid of it on your discrepant body. Uh, I remember one time I told this joke that I would rather have stage four cancer instead of eating some girl's nasty pussy. And I'll tell you right now that I would rather wash my balls with sandpaper than use anything else but Dr. Squatch's soap. Get it today. My favorite is pine tar because, as you know, I'm a parrot from Aladdin and I like trees. So go get some today and wash your balls. That, ladies and gentlemen, is one pussy he'd eat if it was washed with Dr. Squatch. Catherine Zeta Jones, Michael Dutt. I would hold on. Michael Douglas went down on Catherine Zeta-Jones one time and he ended up getting stage four lung cancer. I would rather drag my dick through a mile of glass than go downwind of her on anything. Gilbert Godfrey, folks, he's still alive. Speaking of not going down on anybody, now I really have to make this correction here because I was going to make this correction a minute ago, a while ago. However, Sonny is in the ring now at this point, back to the pay-per-view, and she said, you all know my history with tag teams, so it's only a right that I announce this match. And yeah, Sonny, we do know your history with tag teams. You weren't just history with tag teams. You were getting tag team historically. <laughs> but um. A while back, I did say on an episode, I said, yo, I'd still tap Sonny. Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels. No, that was only 1v1. That, but I that told wasn't tag team. I'm just saying, she probably did get tag team. The way she was up on PSA Hayes, she would have did the Hardy Boys at this point and caught a charge for hashtag me too, That was Sonny. Maria. That was Maria and Maria e confirmed. Either way, I did say a while back, I said, I I'd still fuck Sonny Dog. I just seen a YouTube video of her locked up and how she looks now. Oh my God, bro! She is taking a long fall from grace. Uh, I know. I don't know if it's it was drugs, alcohol. What was her major addictions? But honestly, she does not look that great, and I don't think I'd tap that ass no matter what. Even if she did have an OnlyFans and was the point zero one percent top. Go watch percenters. her fucking porno. Watch her porno. Fucking 
sunny side up or sunny through the back or some shit like that. It's the most <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever seen. It actually makes China and Xbox look watchable. Well, anyway, she announces this match and it's the Godwins versus the Headbangers. She was probably banging them or giving them head or something. If Sonny was 20 years younger and did yeah. that, it would it would be totally okay. But since she was in her 40 and did it and was over 60 pounds overweight, yeah. Man, I got to go back and see it. I don't know. I'll check it out. But uh, I'm Back door was funny or fucking sunny side up, whatever it was. I, I'm zero for zero tonight because initially um, I picked the headbangers for this just because naturally they were one of my fan the favorites. They were a really good tag team back then. They were actually very popular. Yeah, I mean, it was the Godwins that won. I didn't realize that one of the Godwins was Midian pre-Ministry of Darkness because I never really knew the Godwins like that. Like, I didn't really watch the Godwins, but... Is this after Naked Midian, or is this just I don't know. It's Midian. Midian. It's Midian. With, he's he's the Godwin brother. He's one of the Godwins. I think. I think he was one of the Godwins. I don't. I don't even know the first names of the Godwins. Naked Midian was in '98. That was like Vince Russo's like last, like greatest thing I think he ever did was just have a guy just streak around the fucking television. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with a Chris Pontius thong, and he's just fucking oh. running around the. Fucking- Oh, I remember. Yeah, Midian. Yeah. Running around in Chris Pontius' song, the fucking real American. He would, he would come out the whole Kogan theme and start dancing around and running around the whole Kogan theme song. It was the funniest Hold shit up. in the world. Let, let, let's let's run through this so this way we can get to the main event. Um, <laughs> next up we have. <laughs> Don't die on me now. <laughs> Just He's picturing Midian running around in a Chris Pontius party boy thong. After watching WrestleMania this year, it reinvigorated the sense of thong man running around WWF as naked Midian long before the ministry he was converted to the Church of Darkness. The ministry took in his darkness. Into his third so eye, funny. the good eye. The he would come out of nowhere in the middle of a match. Hulk Hogan's team would be, Hulk Hogan's team would hit, and everybody would be like, "What the fuck?" And then fucking, it's just him running down. Oh, so All right. hold on. Oh let, let, let's keep it moving. Let's go. <laughs> let's go through this front page because I got a shitload on the second page about the last couple matches, but um. I just want to say, we, we oh. all right, so next up, we got an Austin trailer. This is around time, Owen 316 with young Michael Cole, back when he was punkin' for Pat Patterson, for sure. Like, this is young Michael Cole. Like, it's like, well, hello. Listen, Michael Cole in locker room. Hey, Owen. Hey, he Michael. How did you, know? you get this job? Well, I met this guy named Pat Patterson in a bar one night, and he asked how my mic skills were. <laughs> No disrespect to the late great Pat you can't Patterson. Can't say anything about Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson was accused of child fucking molestation and fucking Whoa. sleeping with boys. Oh, oh. can't say that. Oh, 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 oh. What do you mean I can't say that? There if it was an accusation, a, then there is a actual case. They already cut you off. They already froze you up and cut you off just for saying it. Didn't even hear you. See, too bad this news site isn't ran by what is Buff Daddy saying. Isn't ran by a decent person. 
Continue talking. I will be right back. No, no, you you got you froze that whole time, bro. I, I didn't hear anything you said. Yeah, I'll be right back. All right, Talk. it's all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, okay, so we're gonna keep keep on moving along here. Uh, no, actually, I'll wait till he gets back. In the meantime, like I said, I really want you guys to click the link below. The first link below, you can check out some shirts. I'm gonna be having more shirts made. However, this is the first shirt. That was promised in the beginning of episode one, many moons ago. This is episode 17. 18 now, I believe. This is episode 18 or 17. I know I just said it in the beginning of the show, but I already done smoke, so. Let's go back to the archives. This is episode 18. 17 was backlash, 99. And this is Bad Blood in your house, October 5th, 1997. While we're waiting on him, it's time for us to practice our voiceover skills. Do you have what it takes to be a voiceover actor or artist? Well, you can learn. You can try. It's never too late to follow your dreams by clicking the link below and buying a t-shirt or supporting the show with a sponsor so you can hear us do this every week or twice a month or however much we feel like actually doing this in the time that we have allotted to dedicate towards this process. Okay, and now it's time for Jake the Snake. I was watching the Peanut Butter Falcon the other night, and he was beating the heck out of this kid who had Down syndrome. And he said, I don't care. And that kid picked him up with his super strength and threw Jake the Snake very far out into the crowd. And he flew like a bird. I'm surprised they didn't have David Arquette in that movie. They should have. Peanut Butter Falcon with Shia LaBeouf. Great movie. Main character's name is Tyler. I watched it the other night. Pretty good, but... uh. All right, you good? Shia LaBeouf's movies was Holes and the first Transformers movie. That's it. Hold up. Let, let's run through this because we're already coming up on 45 and we're, we didn't even get to the, the back page yet. Um, so obviously, um, I I'm just going to, no, I'm just going to run through like this, this little uh, thing right quick. Um, so we have great, great Gene Kaniski comes out. Canada's greatest athlete, they say. He was a football player, this, that, the third. I'm thinking this is kind of a Hall of Fame ceremony, but it's actually only for St. Louis honors. He beat Luthez. Uh, he was the champ for three years. The next honoree is Jack Briscoe, who beat Dory Funk. Thirdly, Dory Funk comes out, who beat Kaniski. He was champ for four years. Fourth, uh, Handsome Harley Race. He beat Dory in 73, beat Luthez record for the seven-time champ. Uh, 16 year, 16 years old, I guess he, he started at, and then fifth, Terry Funk finally comes out four decades. Um, and he was really, they were the only bros that were NWA champs, him and him and his brother. Um, they, they called him the OG rattlesnake. That's a fun fact that I didn't actually know that he was the OG rattlesnake in ECW. Call me Chainsaw Charlie because yeah. I, I was because that's I was I was Chainsaw Charlie. I, I actually have a Chainsaw Charlie pin on my NWA hat. I'm Chainsaw Charlie. I think I used to. The reason why I got that name is because I used to go to a barber and he used to cut your hair like with a chainsaw. And so we used to call him Chainsaw Charlie. (laughs) That's what I want my kids to be. I want to come out with a chainsaw with pantyhose over my head. And I want everyone to call me Chainsaw Charlie. And when I get to the ring and I go around with this, I want fireworks to go off because it's not working. I I would like to say that due to... St. Louis, if we were doing That's this, a perfect, 
if we, if we were doing this today, we have a sixth entry into that Hall of Fame, obviously, and his name is Mr. Randy Orton, as we spoke on earlier, you know, St. Louis legend for sure. Um, the final honoree, actually, so not sixth, because Randy would be the seventh then. Seventh heaven, Randy, RKO. Um, the final honorees are Sarah, I mean, um, I can't read that. Sana Munchnik and Luthez actually comes out. They called him the Babe Ruth of wrestling. Uh, 74 years old was his last match in 1990. And I'm thinking, is that older than Ric Flair wrestled? How old was Ric Flair when he wrestled his last match? Not 74. 2008. That was his last match. 2008. He hasn't wrestled any uh, shows at all, like home shows, nothing ever since. Revolution. No, his, no, his last official WWE match was in OE. That was against Shawn Michaels. Michaels. Yeah, then he, he kissed him. Like, then he went him. to TNA four months later, and then he was wrestling in TNA, which really ruined his career. All right. Um. Anyway, next up. We got the segment in TNA history. We got Jay Lethal and Ric Flair doing a woo-off, and Jay Lethal impersonating Ric Flair to a fucking key. Fucking voice, the way he moved, everything was just up. It was yeah. gold. It was the best moment, I think, of TNA history. It was uh, Jay Lethal and Rick Flair going, woo, woo, with each other. Yeah, of course. I, I, I feel like we did that for a watch along that we never actually got to put out. So we might have to revisit that at another time. Um, we got, next up, we got Farouk okay. versus Owen Hart. This is a finals for the IC title tournament. I predicted Owen, obviously. The two-time Slammy winner is at this point. His neck? Huh? Is this the match where uh, Owen Hart dropped Stone Cold on his neck? No, this is this is Owen Hart versus Farouk and Stone Cold. We already had the Austin trailer where Austin's making his return and Owen 316 is already running about. That's what I was saying with Michael Cole and Pat Patterson. Uh, Owen wins. He's the two-time Slammy winner. Um, Austin actually nails Farouk with the belt. And, uh, you know, he he helps Owen win. And he's kind of baffled by it. But... Uh, what do you know? I say he wants Owen. He wants that revenge. The Texas Rattlesnake is coming for blood. And since Owen did drop him on his neck, he said, you son, bitch, you're next in line for an ass whooping. Stop a mud hole in your boy. Walk it dry. Whether it's here in St. Louis or in your hometown, Canada, Montreal, Quebec, wherever you're from, this America. Five. It doesn't matter. We do it in England. What? It doesn't matter. We do it in Germany. What? It doesn't matter if we do it in Madison Square Garden. What? And it doesn't matter if we do it in your mama's kitchen. Stu would be mad. But then again, if mama's making stew oh, for dinner, oh, ooh, what's brewing in the crock pot? You better not take that like a pussy boy. Yeah. Fucking. All right. So next up, we got Los Bur... Los Bur wow. Los Boricuas. Your daddy wouldn't chanting for me, Owen. He'd be chanting for me to kick your ass. I think I put LAS here because they were calling them Los Boricuas, but it was I thought it was Los Boricuas. Los I, thought it, I thought it was Los Boricuas. Los Boricuas versus the Disciples of the Apocalypse. So I predicted the Disciples. The Disciples did win with a Tilt-A-Whirl backbreaker. You know, I just predicted the disciples because I feel like they were badass. Uh, Boricuas, I think this is actually Savio Vega was a part of them before he was Savio Vega, or maybe he was still Savio Vega in them, but I don't remember if they mentioned his name. Um, 
And then sixth match. Savio's always been Savio. Th- Savio, th- that's his real name. This was kind of a, a weird match, this next one. It was a, um, a pinfall submission or capture the flag, per se, match. And this might be around the time when it was who, Russo? <laughs> I was that's thinking. a Vince Russo match. That's the way you fucking said it—a capture yeah. the flag type of match. Yeah, that's, a Vince well, that, Russo that's how I see it. And it was Brett, uh, Brett Hart, and the British Bulldog versus Patriot and Vader. R.I.P. to both legends. WWEshop.com has a Vader time mask right now, and I want it, but it's fifty bucks, and it looks like cheap material. I'd rather go on Etsy and buy a real leather one. You can get some dope mankind masks, like real leather cane masks, all that. Um. Anyway, you know, I predicted uh, Vader and Patriot just because I like Vader and Patriot. Uh, pa- uh, Vader and Patriot. Vader and Patriot. Um, the winner was Hart and Bulldog. That was a long match, dude. Not going to lie. That was like a majority of the night. And I'm thinking because they had to make up for the, the, the Pillman match early on. A lot of these matches were long, but that was a long match. Uh, Vader attempted I the sharpshooter. Honestly, I think the Pillman match was supposed to go maybe like 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, the Vader attempted the sharpshooter in this match, which was funny. Uh, Brett countered with a roll up. You know, it was like one, two, three. That's how the match won. So it was actually won by pinfall. Nobody actually captured the flag, although that would have been cool. But I guess if they're making Brett win, they didn't want him to capture old glory, which makes sense. Especially wrestling used to be more patriotic. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Mean well, Gene? Canadian hero. He was a face in England. He was a face in Canada, but he was a heel in the United States. All right. Uh, that's cave right there. We, we got we got that's like cave. we got like uh five minutes or so. You want to stop here and then go into the main event? Fresh start. <clears throat> I'm rolling a joint for the main event. You're gonna get the best fucking main event pitch ever. All right. With that, we will be back momentarily. You froze for like a good minute. Good thing I cut it right there because my internet connection just went out. Can you see me right now? I can see you, but you're frozen. That's fucking weird. Dude, it was literally like I hit stop recording and my internet was like, and now it's going to tell me no internet connection. Am I on? Am I good? Fucking Uh, Fucking was doing this shit the other night when I wanted to rock and roll for this podcast. When I called you on Tuesday. They were like, yeah, it's been going out on and off, on and off every 10 minutes, right? I was like, yeah, they sent somebody out to the house. They're like, it's been resolved. And here it is the next fucking day. Obviously not resolved. Well, you're a little better now, but. All right. Well, what do you know? He's rolling up. I had this New York Sour D pre-roller right here, but I'm going to save that for our next stab. Get them. You better fucking send me one. What? Next time I get one, I better send you one. Yeah. Yeah, look at this king size fatty. Now that's something that's something that's a nice little road trip for Riddle and and Randy. Randy and Riddle's nice little road trip. Here's a good exerciser right there. Fucking Jeter bet. You got your baby Jeters. I got a fucking Babe Ruth right here. Fucking Babe Ruth pre-roll. All right, are we rolling? We're we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We're crossfading in like entering the twilight zone. All right. We're good. All right, so next up we got the main event. From bell to bell, it's 30 minutes in hell. The bell rings at 2 hours and 17 minutes into the pay-per-view, and the last bell is at 2 minutes and 47. So they were like a half hour from bell to bell. Whoever the timekeeper on this match was great. 
I thought it was a European champion match. It is not a European champion match. However, take it, kid. Ladies and gentlemen, this is probably the greatest Hell in the Cell match probably in history because of continuity and how we are today with the Hell in the Cell It's continuing. This match is scheduled for one fall inside Hell in a Cell. Coming down to the ring from Death Valley, weighing in at 299 pounds. Mike Michaels comes the first. The Undertaker. HBK comes first with and China. Coming now from. Oh, where the fuck is he from in Texas? San Antonio. Oh, yeah. Wow, I had a brain fart. From San Antonio, Texas, weighing in at 225 pounds. Cue the music. The heartbreak kid. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. And we can't do the Undertaker gun because. First ball match, we got to have JR on fucking commentary. And my God, this is probably one of the greatest matches of my damn life. Okay, so Vince Vince McMahon does say, opening the match, he said, something that has never happened before is just about to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, or gentlemen. He might have been just talking to the announcers, like to JR and Cole or whoever. The hell in a cell. The bell rings. I'm going to make it sound nice, sweet, and to the point. Hold on. before, 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 Before we start, what we should mention is that this is 25 years of hell this year. October 25th this year. Will mark 25 years of Hell in a Cell, which we were five years old. But all right, take it. Go. Pretty much. Pretty much. They start bashing their heads in. Undertaker gets in. Shawn Michaels gets in. They get their work going in. Mm -hmm. Shit starts getting extreme because before this, we already had the casket match between Shawn and Undertaker. So now this is the redemption match. I, I predicted HBK, but only for the reason that we will get to later on. So about 26 the minutes into the match, everybody's fucking tired. The Undertaker's literally just about to finish the match. He's about to choke slam him and finish the match. And then we just get big fat red pyro and the lights go out. I wish I had my mask right now. My Halloween costume is away. And then that's why the theme is red. Throw some flames here. And that's why we hear, oh, yes. And who's coming down to the ring? Oh, God, that must be Kane. It's Kane. It's Kane. He just ripped the door off the cell, Kane. Oh, my God. This, is, this has to be Kane. Kane makes the greatest entrance probably in the past 26 years I've been watching wrestling. The greatest debut comes in and just rips that motherfucking door off and just starts beating the crap out of The Undertaker. Not not yet. Not yet. They they have a stare off. They have the stare down. I'm just getting, I said short, sweet to the point. Yeah. I said short, sweet to the but point. It, it was still they pretty quick. It, 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 it was actually and quick, that, though, dude. It was tombstone to reversal. Dude, I said short, sweet to the point. I know, but they didn't beat the shit out of each other, really. It was kind of just Kane fucked them up real quick. Taker was getting his ass beat by Michaels half the match. Hey, hey, 
and kayfabe that's beating the shit out of each other because you're not doing it for real, motherfucker. Let him know, Dusty. Let him know. Hit him with the tombstone. Fucking uh, Sean comes in, gets the pin. Triple H comes down with China, and they leave the ring. And Kane just walks away, knowing exactly what he did. And then that sets up the next four months of pay per views. Hold on, I'm gonna run Kane down notes because this is my way, notes on the match. It was a way to get the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels feud over because Shawn was now going to go with Triple H and do the shit only up until WrestleMania with Steve Austin okay. in order to become the champion. Tyson coming in and stuff, right? Special guest referee. Yeah. Yeah. Which we got to do that pay-per-view and one day too. This is so ironic. This is a few months before Survivor Series. Yeah. Where, where... Vince McMahon did not screw Bret Hart. Bret Hart screwed Bret Hart. And if he can look himself in the mirror, he can understand that. Oh, Vinny, 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 Vinny. Oh, Vinny, 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 Vinci. Okay, okay. It's ironic that that match was a few months before some, you know, before Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. And then it's ironic that it was a year before Sean versus Austin happened where Undertaker was backstage taping up his fists to make sure Sean dropped the belt. It's just how ironic how all that adds up within a year's time because a year from that Hell in a Cell date, it was Austin versus HBK for the title. At Mania. And Undertaker, and it, continuity. Undertaker was backstage during the Shawn Michaels and, and, and Austin match to make sure that Shawn dropped the belt and no shenanigans. I'm agreeing with you on continuity. This episode being named Baker continuity. Baker knew that Shawn was a big prima donna, and he knew what happened with the fucking Montreal screwjob, and he knew Shawn had a part of it. So he wanted to make sure there wasn't going to be another screw job again. He made sure yeah. that Sean dropped the belt. He pretty much told him, you don't drop the belt, you're not going to be leaving here tonight. He was, he was looking out for the betterment of the company, really. That's the reason Take why that Vince it. McMahon, you know that Vince McMahon has only inducted two people into the Hall of Fame? Austin and Taker. Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker, two of his greatest creations. And when The Rock gets there, he's going to do The Rock too. Anybody who was a flagship no, member I, during no, the... Uh, no, no, do you know who's going to induct era. The Rock? I, I already know who's going to induct The Rock. Who? Roman? Stone Cold Steve Austin, his greatest rival. That would be that would be dope. But I think Vince is going to take the cake on that one. He's going to say, this is the last slice, damn it. My triangle, my Illuminati, my Illuminati pyramid was based on the backs of these three men during the hardest times. Son of a bitch tried to do everything he could to get to Hollywood, and so he had to take all the what chance up his ass. What? Yeah, it would be great. But I, I see Vinny doing it. My greatest success story, The Rock. So I don't see Vince McMahon and ducking The Rock. I am sorry. It's going to be Stone Cold. So hold up, though. I, I want to run through my notes real quick because I had a lot of continuity is the key word tonight, ladies and gentlemen. 
So also one thing we should have mentioned is that be into a drinking game tonight, y'all are fucking hammered. What happened? If anybody was playing a drinking game with how many times I said continuity, y'all be hammered. Yeah, that that's me when I'm drinking is repetition, baby. You know, but uh, that was TJ's job because he's super stoned. He's the tree man, the human tree sprout growing through the roots of the earth with the mycelium down below. He's not on mushrooms. He's not microdosing anything. He's just smoking it to the face. But um, anyway, I want to mention that drug. This what? If it comes from the ground, it's not a drug. Not a drug, ladies and gentlemen. If you're smoking drugs, a man made. Your bullshit ass nicotine. Your alcohol, your fermented alcohol, you fucking addicts out there, including myself. God damn. Anyway, this is, um, I want to mention that this is actually only their second meeting between Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. So they've only met one more time before this. And think of all the legendary matches we've had after this. How many, what, two Hell in a Cell? I know. The only other match that they had before that was the casket match where under where Shawn Michaels fucked up his back really bad because Undertaker threw him over the ring and Shawn didn't land, land it properly. Yeah. And Shawn fucked up his back. Yep. Well, e- either way, I'm just thinking like match. think of the WrestleMania we've seen with feud once and for all. Think of the WrestleMania we've seen with Taker and Shawn. My favorite one is Light Shawn. Shawn of the Light. Oh. WrestleMania 25 is the best Shawn Michaels Undertaker match of all. It's it's the best match of all time. I, I seriously think it is. They played it out like like the it's light a versus thirty the minute match from bell to bell. It is the greatest match. You got literally no joke. That's the entire history of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, in twenty years. Yeah. Technically, maybe like 15, 18 years at that point. You know, like, uh, hold on. WrestleMania 25, that was 07, 08. That was oh No, that was 09. And Raw started in 93. Be 13, so that would be about 12 years. Yeah, 12 years of uh, Monday Night Raw. No, but we're having our... Oh, wait, we're having our 13-year reunion. It's going to be this June. Oh, hold on. So next Raw WrestleMania, 15 it was 2000. Hold on, Raw 15 was 2007. So that would be Raw 18. That would be Raw 18. Yeah. E- either or, it's going. Next WrestleMania will be 14 years. years. As of now, Raw. this past WrestleMania is 13. Seems bad, but that's still a long time, bro. That, that was that was our senior year in high school. That match. Yep. What a, we had a hell of that 09 was, right was a hell 14. of a fucking year, man. 09 was, was a right great year. It was right before we graduated. There was a lot of great music released in 09, bro. I think as as we were talking about Mac Miller earlier, I think had some shit in 09, some dope shit. Speaking of the young goat, um, you know, I think Eminem dropped Ariana is a fucking succubus. She fucking killed him. Eminem dropped relapse Bad. that year, unless that was 08. I don't know. It could have been 08, but I don't remember. It was 08, 09 going in. I was in senior year regardless. But uh either way, um, okay, so this set the precedent of what Hell in a Cell is, uh, especially with Taker, I mean, who's just dominating early on, like you said, you know, this is foundational to all future matches that transcended the initial Hell in a Cell. That transcended Hell in a Cell, rather, in general. Hell in a Cell after that was Undertaker versus Mankind. I mean, to make and... it, to make it like as it is today, like in the age of kayfabe. I mean, it was even more real at the time. 
I mean, for its time, it was like we didn't have internet and cell phones back then, so it was just like the door around it, and it was a steel cage that you were able to walk around the ring, grab weapons, and all that stuff. That was cool. Right now, I mean, okay, so this is how I wanted to say it because I wanted to do it in continuity. TJ, your keyword. This is the precedent of what Hell in a Cell is, especially with Taker, who's just dominating early on. Foundational to all future matches that transcended Hell in a Cell to make it as it is today in the age of kayfabe even more real for its time. HBK is that peeping Tom from Little Nicky, and Taker is that big black bird giving him it all. OG Hell in a Cell didn't have holes. HBK climbs and gives his elbow. HBK with a pile driver onto the steel steps, cursing the cameraman to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here twice. The tables turned a bit. HBK's got the momentum going, kicking ass a bit. Infamous elbow drop by Michaels. Sergeant Slaughter is here. HBK is tuning up for the band. Sweet chin. Instant sit up by Taker. HBK busted open. I think blood lands on the camera guy from the top of the cell because they're up there and blood landed on it. And he said, ah, shit, the camera guy. I think it was the camera guy. It had to be the camera guy. I don't think it was them. Couldn't be anybody else. And it was a small speck of a spot of red, like a speck of red on there. And you just hear the camera guy because he's under the cage and then boop, ah, shit. And then they cut to outer cage view. All right, boom. That's that. Bada bing, bada boom. Michaels goes through the table. That's where Taker throws him off. Beaten to a bloody pulp. We start getting ECW chants. ECW, ECW. Begin ringside. Super choke slam from the top rope, which we haven't really seen. Like it used to be in the video game. I don't remember SmackDown versus Raw, but yeah, Taker does a super, puts him up, climbs up there with him, does the super choke slam from the top rope instead of a superplex. It was fucking insane. Chair shot, calls for the tombstone, lights out. That's gotta be, that's gotta be Kane. Weak pyros from what we're used to, in my opinion. It was like kind of bad. Like they were just like, oh. it didn't like at the time. Yeah, crazy. But like Kane, like fucking like after they had the character around for a bit, then pyro started going. Oh. And also his timing was off in the ring when he did this, oh. you know, but hey, first time we'll work on it, bro. Still one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Love Kane. It was fucking amazing. Hey. I don't know but, if uh, you know anything about continuity. Weak pyros from what we're used to. Though. I believe Dusty Rhodes in the beginning of this show said something about it's like come on a gold tooth, baby. It's just like what my boy Jim Cornette would say. Yeah. And did you yeah. know? Okay, now while I'm back, I did you know that Kane was a Jim Cornette idea. You might have said it before. Kane is a Jim Cornette idea you might have told me that and before. jim Cornette lasted in the wwe longer than anybody else could have thought because of Kane. and it was definitely better than the dentist jim Cornette is the creator of king and jim Cornette has even admitted it he said my greatest creation was creating the character kane it was because kane's still around today he's mayor kane for christ's sake i liked all those horror movies with michael myers and all those guys so i said you know what i'm gonna create a fucking wrestler like that and we had kane kane was doing the fucking christmas grinch fucking thing the christmas creature over in fucking ohio valley wrestling oh, yeah. at the time well, well, so well, better than isaac yankum and better than fake diesel you know, you play a fucking deranged dentist for Jerry Lawler, then you play the Christmas creature. So 
We're going to keep this monster theme with you going. I like it. And he's a, bit, he's a monster. You, Big Red Machine. And, and you're like Freddy Krueger in all these movies? Yeah. Well, we're going to make you into one of those. I wish I had and my And lo and behold, got the Undertaker's brother. I'm going to have to settle for the next best thing. But yeah, it was quick, bro. It was just like, he tombs, tried to tombstone him, I think. And then he Kane tombstoned him. I think it was Taker tried to tombstone him and then Kane reversed it into a tombstone, but I could be yes, wrong. Yes, Kane reversed it. And then and Shawn the Michaels tombstone. just them and then got yeah, out. And then you're right. Triple H and China come out to help him out. But since I don't have my Kane mask, hold on. Hold that thought. Right there. I do have this. Like I said, you said Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette's greatest creation of all time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you were absolutely right. And here's the proof. Mayor Kane still around to this day as a mayor of Knox, Tennessee. Yeah, actually the greatest mayor in Knox, Tennessee. So uh, my, this, reading this book almost made me want to move to Knox, Tennessee. <laughs> he wants mayor to make Kane. America great again. If Kane was to run for president, I'd vote for Kane. Glenn Jacobs, it's been real. Your career was a hell of a career in the World Wrestling Glenn, Federation Glenn for Jacob, entertainment. Glenn Jacob, Kane, the wrestler. But, uh, I would vote for Kane. He's one of my favorite. I would vote for Kane. He did kind of scare the hell out of me as a kid, but I think Taker scared me more because it was more darkness. Like it was more like the blues and the the purples and the dark. Kane where is Kane was more, more like darker. fire. It was light. Uh, you know, you know. To be totally honest with you, if that gimmick came out today, now let's just say if the Undertaker gimmick and the Kane gimmick was fresh today, like it was just invented. Undertaker would be scary, yeah, but I would not want to take my chances running into Kane in a dark alley or Kane in a dark room because Kane kept kayfabe. He always wore that mask. Yeah. So, ah, I don't know. It, the Undertaker wouldn't scare me so much only for the fact that if he's doing dark rituals and fucking sacrificing people, doing this, doing that. that that's what, that, well, that's what scared you know, me. I yeah, like doing a little putting stupid. Stephanie up on a cross and shit. I find that a little stupid, but Kane, on the other hand, oh, well, if you're basing it off of horror movies and the way that his suit was, the mask, everything, uh, you would not. I could see a, that version of Kane should have been in see no evil not the version that we have now yeah they should have kept the mask on him for sure it would have just been scarier like if they could have even like like opened it a little bit like closed one eye one eye open with the blue eye every time he came back from an injury he always redid the mask so it would work more properly and everything and that's what he should have kept doing to the point where that he could have had something like the hurricanes mask to where that, you well, know, it's the entire thing and it was great. He did have that thing for a while where it was just like, yeah, you know, cut out the mask up to the nose or whatever. So he said he couldn't breathe. Even in the book, he said that. Like it was hard. But to I'm talking later on. He should have kept that gimmick through the entire time. But I can't so imagine instead getting of in 2012, those little holes. Mask, you see, like when he came back in 2012 for Embrace the Hate storyline with John Cena, where they fucked over my boy, woo, 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 you know it, Zack Ryder or otherwise now known as Matt Cardona. Uh, the illest ruined his wrestling career. figure Kane collection Kane. in the world. And, uh, in the yeah. world. 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 With a brand new mask, and it was retarded because they should have kept him in a mask for the whole time. They, you know, they could have kept him in the style that he had before he took it off and kept that all the way up until 2012 
with a brand new one, that would have been better instead of have a maskless for so many years and have him create a new mask with new powers to where they, that he should have had the original mask because he was more threatening in that one than this. Continuity. Continuity. The word, your word. Con- going to get you a fucking shirt that says continuity. Keep it continuing. Keep going. There you go. Keep kayfabe. Uh, continuity is kayfabe. There you go. There's a new t-shirt. Keep kayfabe alive. Continuity. Or continuity. No. Keep kayfabe alive. No. Continuity is kayfabe. Equals kayfabe. No. Is kayfabe. Continuity is kayfabe. All right. Sounds like a plan. Maybe we'll have that up this week also. So stay tuned on the lookout. Maybe that'll be the second shirt. I got to go back to all the episodes and hear all the ideas that we've had for shirts and actually get the shirts going in motion. But this was the first ever Hell in a Cell until this Sunday at the actual Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Sunday, Sunday, Twenty two. I almost fucked that up. Twenty two. And with that, I'm going to post a picture of me, a video of me. Not a picture of me, ladies and gentlemen. Not stripping down out of Shawn Michaels either. But for He's Halloween last year. He also did Playgirl in the 90s, even though he needed the money. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not showing no more. I'm Kane. So I'm going to post my Halloween this past year, 2021. I actually did Kane. And here it is. Here's the video to close out. And then we're going to come back and do this. Be out. Get those shirts. Get your merch. Continuity is kayfabe. Wrestling with time. Dabbing wheelchairs. He's still rolling around. Oh, I thought of one actually before we close out. I thought of one today, kid. Got to get a picture of you in a wheelchair. Wheelchairing. Kiss stealing. Son of a gun. Something like that. I had, oh. I had it written down. Instead, oh. instead of, instead of wheel, wheeling, dealing, just wheelchairing. And have the guy in his fucking wheelchair that runs Buff Bagwell's fucking Twitter account, obviously. <laughs> fucking on a shirt like that. We'll, we'll think Me about it. We'll brainstorm. Stay Me tuned. that guy should get <laughs> On the lookout. And fuck that. Fuck that. We're going to scrap I that first cane out, Joe. All right, kid. Yo, yo, you give him the taker. I'll give him the cane. You do the taker. I got the cane. Let's close this out. Three, two, one. Somebody fucking texted me. I fucked it up. We out.